How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. It's nice of you to be awake. Why wouldn't I be awake? Because uh, the last time we had to oh. do it in the morning, you On... looked like death warmed over. Look, all right. So for anyone who listened to that, I put in a disclaimer when I posted on social media. I said, I may sound a little off because it's 7 a.m. in the morning. And we had to get the content out for the fans. Yep. And, you know, it's the grind that I'm willing to do. And I'm willing to get up that and, early. And, and, and we appreciate and put the, out grind, the content. But it was funny how many people texted me and be like, dude, give that kid a Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm going to sound tired. I'm going to sound less uh, enthusiastic. And it didn't help that the night before, the Dallas Cowboys flunked that first round oh, and completely it. disappointed me. You're... It did not help. Well, you know what the best was? When you came down with the microphone and the computer and in your robe. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is how we're going to do the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, um, it was an interesting experience. An experience that I never want to do again. I want to stay recording at night. Yeah. So we, uh, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to recap the rest of the draft. Give you, uh, instead of giving you our grades, because everyone does grades. Why don't we just rank who we thought had the best draft and give you who we thought the, had the worst draft. And we'll give you those um, our own rankings. Also, we have to talk about the NBA and give you a little NBA update. We were doing power rankings at the beginning of the season. We did our by position rankings. Those were fun. Yeah, um, I, I think everyone enjoyed those. Those were pretty yeah. uh, and, a good and, couple weeks. I'm very happy about my team in the West. Yes, and we'll, we'll talk about the uh, especially the West. The East is kind of boring right now because the East is the East. Yeah, the West is the exciting part. You have the the Phoenix Suns who haven't made the playoffs in like 11 seasons are in the one seed right now, caught up to the Jazz, and then the Lakers, who won the championship last year, are in danger of missing well, they're gonna be in the, the play- playoffs. They're going to be in the playing games. Right, so in danger of pretty much missing the playoffs, not uh, locking into a, a seven-series uh, first-round game uh, automatically. So we got a lot to talk about. And and by the way, the Knicks keep winning. Knicks keep winning. The Knicks keep winning. Dude, I, I'm telling you right now. If I told if, you the Knicks, if I told you the Knicks would be locked into a playoff spot and then and the Lakers not be, would you believe me? No. And if I told you that the Knicks might be ahead of the Milwaukee Bucks by the end of the season, would you have ever <laughs> thought that possible? I would not have thought that either. I mean, they are literally, I think, like three games behind or four games behind Milwaukee. But we'll we'll discuss the a well, little bit the little bit of the East and then uh, break down the West and the Lakers. We got a lot to talk about. Let's run it. Let's start out with recapping the rest of the draft. We recapped the first round back on our Friday episode. Just to get that out there, we talked Cowboys, what our thoughts were on the Micah Parsons situation. You know how I felt, and you know how you felt. I felt much better than you felt. And then we kind of talked about... uh, We talked about the Jets. We talked about the Jaguars and how they addressed their needs and were great on the first night. And then we talked about maybe some some teams that didn't. Maybe the, we talked about the Packers and how they completely botched the Aaron Rodgers situation, and they drafted a corner with the first with their first round pick. Just 
incredible stupidity on that organization. Yep. But the first round of the NFL draft, I think as most people know, yeah, it's the most hyped up. It's the biggest prospects. But it's just, it's the least important out of the two days. Yep. The the gems are found in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh what, rounds. What so was the stat that you found? It was kind of cool. I, I believe it was it, it was sixty six of sixty six percent of rosters in the NFL are made up of day two and three picks. That's unbelievable. In the NFL draft, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, it, it just how shows many, you how, how many first round draft picks have failed. It just failed. shows you the the bust to boom ratio is. It's real. A lot higher than most people think. It's well, not a guaranteed hit when it, you, you draft someone in the first round. It also helps that Tom Brady's still playing at 45. That helps the curve. Yes, it does. <laughs> I agree with you. You know, six-round draft pick. Yeah. Dak Prescott, fourth-round draft pick. <laughs> and it goes on and goes on and on. <laughs> but we... It, 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 like The point I'm trying to make is that it's a collective of seven rounds yep. that really ranks your draft. And you see all these, these websites giving out grades and you know that your your B pluses, your C minus, and that's yeah. that's awesome. But I feel like everyone does that. Let's just list who we think had the best drafts. You know, okay. the best top five drafts by team. Yep. And then we'll we'll talk about maybe some of the worst and who we thought was the worst. We're gonna do them in order, or just throw out the top just, five. Let's just throw general. out our, our top five. I think I think the a really good draft, not the best, was the Cleveland Browns mm. to be able to take Greg Newsom. In the first round, who I personally believe, personally believed after J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertain went way well, before the Cowboys thought, and they were stumped. I believe they should have. I love the trade down. I said I love the trade down with the Eagles. Yep. I think they should have traded down again and then got Newsom because he was going in the first round, the third corner. I think the consensus third corner yep. in that class, and and it was just it, I I liked the pick, and then the fact that they got. Who I said was my favorite linebacker in the entire draft, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. They got in the second round. Who dro- I mean, this guy was projected top twenty pick, dropped all the way to fifty two, and then they get a stud. Who I'm telling you, Anthony Schwartz is the next. He's he's not Tyree Kill because he's not that great of an actual wide receiver. But he was the fastest man in the draft. But in terms of kick return and punt return ability for this Browns team, do you know what he ran in the forty? He ran a four. Two, two five five yeah four two five his I'm telling you this guy's gonna be a kick returner he reminds me of Deontay Harris on the Saints that that's really he's gonna be a special teamer and a uh, a return man and I think he's gonna be great in the league but they had a fantastic draft the Browns are are putting together a quiet just a quiet good team yeah. like like it was good last year yeah. They got a beast of a man also in the fourth round from Cincinnati, the tackle, uh, James Hudson. Yeah. He's like 6'5", 320. He's massive. Well, that's how the tackles are bred these days. I, I mean, know. every tackle they showed was at least 6'5", at least 320. Yeah. Cleveland had a really nice draft. You know who had a better draft than they did? Hmm. The Los Angeles Chargers. I love what the Los Angeles Chargers did. I love what their first two two picks were because the Cowboys gifted both of them to them. <laughs> right after us. The pick right after us. Or right before us. No, right after us. Oh, we picked right after Yeah. Us. Yeah. So, number one, they took Rashawn Slater, who arguably could have been, you could say is the best tackle in the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, Panay Sewell went ahead of him, but with Panay Sewell not playing last year, Rashawn Slater is a massive human being with big arms and great athleticism. They took Asante Samuel. Who I'm tell, I, I am. I, I will say this right now. 
I really think Patrick Sertain... I, I think Patrick Sertain was going to be a beast. I don't see where he... I think that pick, like I said, by the Broncos was idiotic. It was stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't see where he gets playing time because they have two corners ahead of him. Is he going to be the third quarter? He doesn't really play slot. He can play slot, but he's an outside corner. Where yep. does he get playing time? I don't think it's the best situation for him to blossom into a number one corner. Yep. So I don't I don't know what his future is. I think J.C. Horn is going to be very good. Totally. I am going to go out on a limb here just based on where the guys landed. Asante Samuel comes out as the best corner from this Ooh. draft class. That's, I'm not- that's my hot take. No, that's not what I I'm think going. it's a great pick. See, my problem with Asante Samuel is he has a great name because his dad played in the NFL. He played at FSU. And, and I don't really, like, like I know his his dad, like, when I thought of Asante Samuel, I'm like, is that, is that like a, yes, yeah, Asante played Samuel, yeah, he played for the Eagles, played for the Patriots. Yep. But I don't even, like, I don't even care about that. No, I don't but care I, that but his I dad think, plays. But I, but I think Watch his film. The dude is up in your face, great uh, is, one-on-one corner. But he's 5'10", 180 pounds. He's going to get... Tr- He's going to get smoked by the DK Metcalfs of the world. They're going to put him in the slot. Like he's then he's going to be a nickel corner is what he's going to be. So I I like Asante Samuel. I don't think I'm not as high on him as you are, but I love Josh Palmer in the third round. I think he's an amazing wide receiver talent out of Tennessee. The tight end out of Georgia, Trey McKitty, is probably top five tight end coming out of this draft. Like I think they just did really well overall. They added a few other edge players and linebackers in, in the later rounds. But I just really love, uh, I, I really liked the first four picks for, for the LA Clippers. Another one I I really liked, I mean, this isn't really saying much, the Jaguars, mm-hmm. uh, obviously with, with Lawrence, but they, they just did very well in terms of utilizing all their other picks because they had a bunch of other picks. And they take ETN, which we said was questionable. It's kind of growing on me a little bit. I think the pick is still stupid in in terms of you at 25, you have a bunch of other players, you have wide receivers there, you have Bateman there, like you have you could have other picked, playmakers. You could have picked your linebacker from Notre Dame, right? You had other playmakers there, but the more it kind of grows on me because I just think you have rookie quarterback. Yeah, he's supposed to be great, but now you're pairing him with his longtime probably. Probably very good friends. I don't know mm-hmm. their personal life, but I'm assuming very good friends and great chemistry as a specialist on offense in in Travis Etienne. I think it's just growing on me. I still think it's just okay. kind of stupid that they did it, but the 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 play the the duo is is kind of growing on me. And then they take Andrew Cisco in the third round. I think it's a great safety. Uh, another one that I wanted the Cowboys to take. Well, and they, don't forget Tyson Campbell, they good didn't cor- want. a good corner from Georgia in the third round. Mm-hmm. Uh, big offensive tackle from Stanford, and, Walker Little. And a, and a little, just a little uh, kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a steal, but a sleeper that they took in the, I think it was the fifth, maybe the sixth round in in Luke Farrell, uh, the tight end of yeah, Ohio, Ohio State. State. I, I just remember him from the, the last couple games of the season because uh, he turned into one of Fields' favorite targets there. Yep. No, it was a really solid draft for Jacksonville. There's no doubt about it. Um, for me, I thought the Jets had a phenomenal draft. Yeah, I love what the Jets did. I've, I've loved what the Jets did in free agency. I've loved what the Jets did in this draft. Obviously, you know we're all high on Zach Wilson. We think he can, you know, has so much talent. The the trade up to get Elijah Vera Tucker as the guard. I took. We talked about it on the last podcast. It's I think one, it's one of the best. I I I honestly I think maybe I'm overreacting. It's one of the best 
like trade up moves to get a player in any draft without that, having that to I've give seen. up the the farm. Right. Right. And to to put him next to Mecky Becton, you are solidifying the left side of that line, and you and he can play tackle. It, it, yeah, it's not even solidifying the left side of the line. Go back two years, and the Jets have the worst offensive line in football. There's no question about it. Yeah. Two years, fast forward two years later, it's good. they're arguably top ten in the league. Right. It's fantastic job of turning that offensive line around and. It sucks that Darnold didn't get a chance with this offensive line, but now I think they're setting up uh, their their Zach future Wilson, quarterback yeah. in Zach Wilson. But very, it didn't end there, well. okay? So in the third round, they get Elijah Moore, who, by all argument, <laughs> was a top five wide receiver in this whole draft. Yeah, right. Speedster. Then they get Michael Carter out of who's the fourth best running back in the whole draft out of uh, you know North Carolina. Great guy. I was listening to a couple of interviews with him. He's just. Look, he's going to be the life of the party. And that wasn't the only Michael Carter they drafted. No, they in the drafted draft. the corner from Duke. Another Michael Carter. That was the funniest thing ever. And who I really like, this was in like the sixth round, is uh, Hamsa uh, Nasaridin. He's the the massive 6'4", 220 safety from Florida State, who I was kind of hoping the Cowboys were going to take in the sixth round, and they didn't. You know, I really really liked him he played all four years at florida state and he's a he's a ball hawk yeah you know safety. he he dropped because of medical reasons i was seeing because yep. i you know i heard of the the name and he was he was like a third round kind of graded guy and he had medical injury uh concerns that's why he dropped in the draft but he was up there for a while and i'm looking mm-hmm. i'm like great size he he's i feel i think the what what the scouts said about him was not the greatest ball hawk kind of guy but probably more of a maybe middle linebacker box guy in the in the nfl that that's gonna if you go across the field he'll hit you hard and uh he'll make you feel it but i i really like the jets draft i think that they they went in with a they they said we don't need the weapons we we figured out in free agency by Mm -hmm. signing Corey davis and then let's go protect uh zach wilson and just get good players all the way around a couple of good corners a good safety you know, they, I thought they had a tremendous draft. I really do. I so those two that I, that I picked, I I think that or the the two that one one that we picked, and then the two yep. the one that we agreed on with the Jets. Who had the, I think best, the best? Who the had best, the best in my opinion? The best in my opinion, mm-hmm. I think goes to the Chicago Bears. Wow! I think it goes to the Chicago Bears. Wow! Because I I just like what they did in terms of trading up for Fields. They gave up a lot. Mm-hmm. That's my only kind of asterisk on it to get Fields. But it's just something they needed to do. And they needed to do it because this franchise has been... This has gone on years. This is four years counting. This might even, I think this is the fifth year counting where they have had Super Bowl, te- Super Bowl caliber team mm-hmm. in the surrounding pieces. The defense has been amazing for five years. Ever since they traded for Khalil Mack, uh, the the off the, the offense they've had a solid offensive line. Tariq Cohen has been good in, up up until this year until he got hurt. David Montgomery just completely was in, incredible this year. Like like no one thought that he but, would have an outbreak here. Allen Robinson yeah, is having a, is ha, is having or or has been a, just an incredible wide receiver. They just have never had a quarterback. They they've tried so many things so and they just trade because up for they get Justin Fields, you think they had a great draft. Then in what the, else did they it, like? Then about in the this? second round, they take to, uh, Tevin Jenkins, who was a first round graded uh, tackle, but he so had a hip you, injury. Now you protect uh, yeah, but Justin he, Fields, but he had the hip injury and he didn't play the end of 2020. So that's a little bit of a medical concern there. And then what what happens is they don't have a they don't they didn't have like a pick for a while after their second round pick. Then they take one of my favorite wide receivers, who I mentioned in our actual. 
wide receiver rankings Mm -hmm. in Daz Newsome, who is a very underrated guy. Went 221 overall. I don't know how he went 221 overall. I mean, the dude is like just a a little guy in the slot that you put in and and he fills in for, you you already have your outside guy in, 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 in Allen Robinson. You already have your outside guy in Darnell Mooney. Get your your slot guy now in Daz Newsom, mm-hmm. and I think they fixed up the offense. They didn't really need defense. That's why they didn't take a, a lot of defensive players. Mm-hmm. They got quarterback, tackle, wide receiver. That's all they needed to do, and I think they executed in all three. Okay, well, I'm in nowhere agreement with you right now. I didn't think the Chicago Bears had that great of a draft, and I mean, I like Justin Fields, but you know, I don't think they addressed enough of their issues. Hands down. And my brother will probably be smiling from ear to ear. Mm-hmm. The best draft by far was the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are going to be the team to beat in the NFC East this year. Mark my words. NFC, Josh Allen. AFC East, sorry. Mark, mark my words that Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, will still be good. But the Miami Dolphins, if Tua accentuates... Uh, as, as a quarter, or whatever the word is, approves as a quarterback, this team is loaded everywhere. Stop using big words. You Sorry. know I can't do the big words on this show. Let's go over this draft, okay? Mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle, right? Arguably the next Tyreek Hill, right? Can do everything, fast as lightning, opens up the field, returner. I mean, he's, he's as good as it gets. Jalen Phillips, edge rusher from Miami, if medically, you know, he uh, deals with the concussions, he is a phenomenal player. He probably was the best edge rusher in the draft, if not concerned for concussions. Javon, uh, Javon Holland in the third round, the safety out of Oregon, candidly might be by far, if not the best safety in the draft, one of the best defensemen in the entire draft, right? Then they go get an offensive tackle, massive offensive tackle out of Notre Dame, Eichenberg, who, you know, I mean, Notre Dame is offensive line you, yeah. right? And then... Finish it with my favorite tight end in the fourth round with Hunter Long out of Boston College. Like, if that is not a great draft, nailing five players who all are going to be on the field this year, and I, and probably four of them will start, I think that's an amazing it, It's draft. a great draft. Uh, my only issue is the Jalen Phillips injury thing is real. That mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, like the tackle we just talked about from Oklahoma State to the Bears, oh, he had a hip injury. This guy has dealt with like concussion after concussion where doctors are saying you shouldn't play football anymore. Yeah. That's serious. Like that's not you you tore your ACL, you'll be back this year. That's like you're playing with your brain. Yeah. You're talking about like you shouldn't play football and the you're still Luke playing Keekly football. Effect, yeah. Right. Like you're it, could you imagine though, if they didn't take Jalen Phillips and took Najee Harris with the eighteenth pick mm-hmm. overall, yeah, this I, would have been the greatest draft in the I would have liked of that a lot more. Yeah. Uh and then I the Javon Holland, I think he's a good player. I think they reached on him though because I think that that when you still have Morg there, you still have Richie Grant, who I think were better safeties overall uh, yeah. in the draft. And then you took you took Holland, and then the Hunter Long pick, good player. Great last ball. time I checked, they already have two tight ends who were balled out last year. And I know two Alexis tight ends, but when you have Smythe that played last year, and you also have Gasecki who really was just had a breakout season last year. Yeah. I don't understand the need. So a couple he- can't have enough tight ends, man. A couple head scratchers. I think in terms of best draft, the Bears like filled the needs where they had no like nobody at that at those positions, and they filled those needs. All right, now let's go to the let's do the two worst by far drafts on your board. Well, I thought in terms of worst worst in terms of 
Well, I'll give you the worst, worst one last. Okay. In terms of just worst, not worst, worst, but worst. <laughs> Second to worst? Uh, I'd probably say the Oakland Raiders. Okay. And that that's kind of always the case. I don't believe they play in Oakland anymore. The Oakland, did I say the Oakland <laughs> you Raiders? You did. The, uh, the Las, Las Vegas Vegas, Raiders. baby. I, it, and it's it's just, and they always do this. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, The reach-ups. They always do the reach-ups, the guys you don't expect. They take Alex Leatherwood, who I, everyone was freaking out because they're like, oh, they could have gotten him in the second round. They could have gotten him in the third round. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's a he's his size-wise. But in terms of, like, you, I, what people have to understand in the draft is that the teams have, even though players might be a couple different slots in terms of how they list at, posi- at position the certain players, yep. they have similar big boards. Yep. So taking Leatherwood here, or taking Leatherwood the player, I like. But taking him at 17 when there were so many other ed- edge rushers um, there, the, uh, still a corner, uh, some other wide receivers for, for the Raiders. Do you know they didn't draft a wide receiver? Didn't draft they, the wide they receiver. They lost Nelson Aguilar and Tyrell Williams, and they didn't draft any wide receivers. Yeah. So... Leatherwood, the player, don't mind him at all. But at 17, I don't understand because you it, it's not like, oh, maybe we could have got him later. You could have got him later. He's not even considered one of the top ones that, that teams would even have taken in, in probably before you in the second round. Yeah. The only pick I really like is that they took Trevon Morig in the second round, who I yeah. thought should have been a first rounder or was going to be a first rounder, and they got him in the second. So it's kind of like the opposite. I think that was a steal yeah. in the second round. That- all the picks after that... Uh, guys that were kind of late round grades. Uh, yeah, Divine that, Diablo was kind of the lower end safety. So Malcolm Coons from Buffalo. They picked in the third round. They could have probably got him in the fifth. Like, you know, I just feel candidly that John Gruden is constantly going. I like this guy. I don't care what round it is. I'm just going right. to pick him. And he doesn't realize, like, you know what? Actually, dude, you could have gotten him later. Like, chill. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that that Raiders, you do Ra- you, but I'm I'm with you. The Raiders, I, I was not impressed with. The one that was the worst, I mean seriously, the <laughs> worst, and and this might be the worst team in the history of the NFL overall, and that is the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans are about to, you know, obviously lose to Sean Watson probably for the year with all the issues they're having. Mm-hmm. They have all kinds of issues. They've traded all their best players. They have no offensive line. I mean, Deshaun Watson, when he did play, was running for his life, right? Had literally no defense. I mean, couldn't stop anybody. Doesn't have, have do not have shut down corners. Don't have any safeties. Their linebackers are terrible. They get no pass rush. And what do they do? They go and they get Davis Mills, the quarterback from Stanford, with their second round pick. Which is okay. Third, third round. Third round pick. pick sorry. Third they round. They have a first or second. Right. And then they go and get Nico Collins, the wide receiver from Michigan, who was like third on the depth so, chart. So that's the thing. Davis Mills, we talked about, could be a sleeper quarterback in the in a later round. I, I'm going to be honest here. The the five players I took after, I don't. I'm not familiar with any of them. Uh, it's no one that that pops out to me. Yep. It it in terms of a player that I that I know. The, the, I don't think this this is being talked about enough. And the fact that the Houston Texans were so bad this year. Yep. With Deshaun Watson, who everyone says, oh, you know, is this is this great quarterback? And he, you know, if give him weapons and he'll be good. They were so bad with a quarterback, uh, uh, their quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then didn't have their first and second round pick. I know. And P- I feel like this is getting skipped on. 
Nobody, nobody was talking about this. Yep. Nobody was making this a big deal. You're talking about you could have had the third overall pick, taken your future quarterback amid all these uh, scandals, and and Deshaun Watson wanted to be traded. Yep. You could have taken a future tackle, a future wide receiver, like, and then they 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 don't have their first or or second round picks. It's just like I feel like this is getting skipped over. That's why they had the worst draft because. They were so bad and didn't have any picks. Like I, I understand this is from they, they didn't think they were going to be bad and they thought you know the team that made the playoffs a couple years ago was going to the picks would be later. But this is just terrible uh, as, as an organization to not have those those picks and and just completely not be able. It, this is just a a skip of a year for the do, Texans. Like they have they're not able to improve their team at all. Do, do you like Davis Mills? Like do you see him as a legitimate starting no like elite quarterback? He'll play it like he'll be the start. He'll be the starting quarterback probably this year, or he'll be the the backup that plays a couple of games down the stretch. Well, don't they have Taylor, uh, Tyrod Taylor? Also? Yeah, they they got T- Tyrod Taylor, um, a couple other guys. But I don't know. I just I, I just thought that he's fine. That I, I don't hate the pick at the third round. It's just the fact that he's their first pick in the draft. I know it's just terrible. I honestly, it, what's a, the difference between Davis Mills at sixty seven or waiting till like the fifth or sixth round and taking Jamie Newman? Or Felipe Franks. Like, I just don't think there's any difference when mm-hmm. you could have gotten a couple of players that actually could have improved your team at some very skilled positions they really desperately needed. And the only the only thing with the Texans that I'm ready to say, uh, there there's a huge Ravens fan. I, I forget the actual name, but he's on TikTok that I was kind of scrolling through, and he has he has this he has the same uh, hatred for the Deshaun Watson lovers out there as I do yep. and the fact that he is completely overrated and now with all this stuff going down and the fact that he's not going to play the next year we we were talking and we're both we're both almost ready to say that the Houston Texans will have more wins than they did last year with Deshaun Watson wow. than without him. We're thinking about it. We're not. I, I didn't say that, right? Like, I'm if you there. just heard that, you didn't hear anything. I'm not there. Well, I might be going public with that statement. And then just one other point. I mean, I totally was shocked that Seattle Seahawks only had three picks in the entire draft. Yeah. But how do you not pick an offensive lineman, like in the first, you know, in your first pick, or yeah. which was the second round? They, they picked a, a, another wide receiver. You like you're you are you have five thousand wide receivers. Yeah. You needed another wide receiver. You have no line. Russell Wilson runs for his life every play. How do you not take a lineman with the fifty sixth pick? I don't get they, it. These organizations don't listen to their quarterbacks. They don't care about them. They don't. But in terms of uh, that's our worst and our best uh, in terms of the draft. In terms of uh, wrapping up with our with our Cowboys, just to speak on a minute, the yeah. Cowboys went from after the first round in the in my opinion the bottom five, they finished exactly in the middle. I gave I give them a C plus. I wow. I put them exactly in the middle. They didn't have a bad draft. They didn't have a, a great draft. It was a neutral draft. They drafted defense. They got a they'll, they'll get a couple boom players that'll they'll be impactful this year, mm-hmm. and uh, I give them right at the average. Not. Not great. I think there was a lot of other players that they took that went off the board after that I think would have been much better uh, players, but defense I, was the need and they went defense. I, I give them a B plus, and here's why I give them a B plus is they have four players that could have been first rounders if character issues and right. other issues. So you know it's the Dallas Cowboy way. Go pick the what could be a first round talent 
and we can change them and make them, you know, a mature man kind mm. of thing. And sometimes it works. And sometimes it doesn't. Right. It worked, you know, a couple of times with some of the players. It didn't work with, like, a Randy Gregory is a perfect example. That guy would have been a first-round draft pick, but because he likes smoking marijuana, you know, he ended up, you know, going in uh, in, in the later rounds. Yeah. And and when he's on the field, he is a first-round talent. When he keeps smoking weed, he's, he's, he's not a first-round talent. So when you have Kelvin Joseph and uh, Jabril Cox and... Uh, uh, I forget his name. Uh, Josh Ball. Josh Ball. You have Ooh, that is that is the most despi- despicable pick in the entire draft. But, I can't believe they picked him. And even Nashawn Wright, like these guys could be phenomenal talent if they get their head out of their ass. Well, I'm just I'm just sick because this happens every like we said. This is the cowboy way. I'm sick of this. Th- these players have these disgusting background. Like some of them, like if they got caught on like dr- like marijuana charges drug charges once like yeah you can change from that mm-hmm. but some of these guys like the josh ball who had domestic violence and was kicked out of a freaking college for 11 women coming out and saying that they like okay there's a line that crosses when it comes to to players you want on your team and in your locker room there's yeah. a line like that is terrible that is a terrible pick yeah. when you when you talk about domestic violence uh uh like murder charges or something like that like that's way too far if you're talking about a, a parking ticket okay like we could like that's not i'm not something i'm gonna freak or, like the whole thing with the whole thing with um the whole thing with micah parsons yeah you know he was he's a little childish yeah. when, when he gets in the nfl jerry will mature him i don't have a problem with that but the other stuff the the way more serious stuff that's just not acceptable or like jabril cox with like you know not coming to meetings and sleeping right. sleeping late. That's and, something that'll change right. when he's in the actual NFL and making millions of dollars. Yeah. That's but not something I'm worried about. I'm telling you, dude, the the defense was helped. You know, we had our little back and forth on text with our buddy Don, who was destroying the Cowboys during the entire draft and gave them an F rating. And I'm just... I'm telling day, day three saved our ass because we, we did... we did, I feel good. We didn't do that great in the first couple of rounds. And then day three, we got a couple of steals that are going to probably make the roster and impact us down the down the road. And then just a quick note, uh how many UCF players were taken? 5 5 UCF five. outing. Yep. All three corners. Mm-hmm. They went to the Giants, the Falcons. Falcons, and I think it was Arizona. Yep. Yeah, it took Ty Gowan. And then uh Trey Nixon got drafted, wide receiver, and, and- Richie Grant safety got mm-hmm. and taken. Harris. Oh, and Jacob, Jacob Harris. Harris. Yeah, he went to was it the Broncos. I don't know. I'm trying to remember who he went to. But I'm really proud. Five UCF players went. What I can't believe, and just mark my words, because he's going to be in the league somewhere. Jacob Harris went to the Rams. Rams. Okay, that's right. Rams. What the hell, Marlon Williams? One of the best wide receivers in the entire land was not drafted, but he was picked up by the Houston Texans. Oh, great. As they're undrafted. The Davis graded. Mills to Marlon Williams connection. Listen, I'm that. just saying, if there was any team that he had a chance of making, it's going to be that one. Yeah. So we might see six or seven UCF players in the <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's our draft recap. Uh, draft's over. There'll be no more draft talk until next year. No more uh, draft We have five, five more months of just crickets in the NFL world, and it's basically basketball baseball and and the hockey, hockey playoffs. playoffs but we got to uh we just got to touch base on kind of this nba season as as it's winding down in the final couple of weeks uh but first a word from our sponsor and we'll take a quick break 
back on the sports appeal, let's talk some basketball because the NBA, as we said, was getting kind of boring. Mm -hmm. Uh, We haven't talked about it in a while because no one's watching. Like, nobody is really watching. It's so not true. I've been watching. No, no, I I can't even lie. (laughs) I'm not interested because our team, the Orlando Magic, completely suck. Yep. I'm not. I'm not interested. Officially in, eliminated, by the I'm way. I'm really not. Yeah, I'm not interested in watching them. Uh, all of our I, cards are going straight down. I'm, all I, I'm all intre- the values of our cards. I like watching, uh, like the TNT games when the when Phoenix is playing Denver, when the Clippers are playing Dallas. Like I like watching the the Stars games, but besides that, right now it's just boring, and I'm I'm kind of ready for the playoffs because that's when it'll pick up. But there is some stuff to talk about in terms of playoffs and the. <laughs> play in tournament and kind of wrapping up the season as we approach the last I think two or three seven, weeks seven eight games right yeah two or three weeks of the uh of the season right now in the uh let's just start with the east because the east is kind of bland and then the west is where kind of the juice is going on Ooh, the juice in the east uh you have Philly and Brooklyn and Milwaukee at the top it that's just not going to change uh those three teams should take care of business yeah. uh, in terms of playoffs in terms of finishing the regular season milwaukee's lucky there's not four more weeks of regular season yeah. because then the knicks would catch them. so the knicks are probably gonna be locked in that four seed um atlanta and miami and boston uh and charlotte follow that so how, just hold on just take a second here a little kudos to atlanta and miami who mm-hmm. started the season off horrible yeah and are both 36 and 30 mm-hmm. like i mean Kudos to both of them for getting their, their seasons turned around. Obviously, the Knicks are the, the team that gets the most kudos in the East. The Boston is a disaster. And, and the other kudo goes to Washington. Mm-hmm. Didn't that team start like 0-11? Washington did start like 0-11. And I they, mean, were like, they were like 3-20 and or it, something. It continues with the Russell Westbrook absolutely dominating, dominating the NFL. Uh, NBA. Uh, just completely... His stat line the other night was, I think, 14 points, 21 assists, and 24 rebounds. Like, he had double-digit assists and, or, I mean, it was just stupid numbers. He's averaging 22, 11, and 11 again. He's averaging a triple-double again. Uh, The greatest thing from the East, in my opinion, is those Chicago Bulls, four games back from the play-in tournament, when the Magic have their first-round pick this year. Mm. That would be awesome to get two lottery picks Mm. uh, for this year. Let's hope it stays that way. But in terms of the East... Uh, the only thing I really care about is that Brooklyn is not healthy and they aren't playing, or, or, or James Harden hasn't played, Durant's playing every other game, Kyrie Irving takes off every week to go have a, metal, have a metal day. And they're, and then the first seed in the East. It, this is a joke. <laughs> it, it is a joke. Is this true. is a joke. This I, I love the 76er fans thinking they have a chance. It cracks me up every single day. There's so many 76er fans on social media. I mean, they have a their fan base is huge. There are mm-hmm. so many fans. It makes me laugh out loud when they think they have a chance. It really does. Uh, the I mean, there's no there's nothing to talk about here. The Nets will be in the finals. It's just it's just who they play. Just real quick though, in the playing games because it'll be what's a one it's a the, one the game only play-in. the only one that I or the only team in this in this play-in that I think can can make some noise uh, if Boston uh, gets out. They have the team. They just can't put it together yeah. together. And Charlotte. Charlotte is the dark horse. They have so they're fun to watch. They have so many good guys. Lamelo is completely playing just fantastic. He's back from injury. Uh, those those two teams should be the seven and eight seeds. Indiana, I think, is falling apart. 
And Washington, I like the run they've had of late, yep. uh, but I don't think they play enough defense to beat either one of those teams. Do, do you know that Charlotte has seven seven players that average double figures? Yeah, they're just a team basketball. Every other night, it's a different 30-point scorer. Yep. Uh, it's a good team. Uh, but in the West, it's a different story. Who's in first place? In the Who's in first the Phoenix place? Phoenix Suns. Come on, say it out loud. First say it louder. Right say it louder. But I think that the West. Who said Phoenix was going to be great this uh-huh. year? Come on. Well, you weren't the only one. Oh, I think I, it was pretty obvious they were going to be good. Why, why can't you give me my just I'm not ge- due? Okay, did you. You didn't say the Knicks were going to be good. I'd give you that one. Oh, wow. It doesn't take a wow. genius to say Phoenix was going to be good. I think Phoenix is playing awesome. Uh, they're definitely the favorite right now in the West, but this is not like the East. I can put any amount of money that the, the Brooklyn Nets will be in the in the finals. I can guarantee Ooh, that. Really? I can, I'll, I, take the I can, I'll take the I can rest put of my East. left nut on that. Well, well, then you better be enjoying the one nut uh, lifestyle. In the West, I will not put any, like, nothing. I'm not saying anything. I love Phoenix, but I like Denver. I still think the Clippers, uh, if they get back to playing like they were, don't rule out Utah. I think uh, I think Utah is is once they get um, Donovan Mitchell back can make some noise. And what the hell happened with Dallas? They all of a sudden started winning. Yeah, they started like winning. Like Luca can take off again. And then you have the Lakers who are going to end up not even uh, having a home court advantage throughout the playoffs because they're in the sixth seed right now. Okay. They are in the sixth seed, one game ahead of Portland for the play-in. Uh, tournament. This is it's just incredible. You're giving them too much credit. They're only a half game ahead of them. Mm. So right now you have Portland, Memphis, Golden State, and San Antonio in the play-ins. Anybody scare you? Anybody have a chance? San Antonio is not that great of a team. No, they won't be anyone. Uh, I think Portland doesn't play defense, but you know Damian Lillard in the playoffs could probably could probably do what he did last year and win you that play-in tournament. Yep. Memphis is good all around. They just sometimes lack one side of the ball. Like sometimes they will play. If, when they win, they play both sides of the ball, score 100 points, hold you under 100 points. That's how they win the game. Yep. The, when they lo- they're a 500 team because when they, when they win, they play like that. And then every other game that they don't play like that, where they don't play defense and they just get outscored or, or they can't shoot, and, you know, they, and they, this, that's why this team's 500. They're not going to make any noise. They're not going to beat anyone above them. But they could definitely win a playoff, a playing game. Golden State doesn't have a uh, chance. They're win. Wi- they're in this spot be- only because of that Curry run. Well, listen, can Curry score 106 points a game? Mm, no, I don't no, see he it. Oh, he can't do that. Okay. But the Lakers <laughs> are the most interesting team because if this team is, they're it, done. I don't think they're done. They're I think done. that's overrated to say. Done. But if this, this team is, not is like a 6, 7, or 8 seed, which I could see them still dropping because they're just not playing good, and they take on Phoenix, like that's the worst luck ever. You're talking about Phoenix. They could have easily played a Portland who they would have destroyed. They would have swept Portland. They would have swept Golden State or San Antonio. Wait. And now they're going to have to play L.A. at possibility? I got a better scenario for you. Mm-hmm. The way this is playing out is a very, very strong likelihood that the 4-5 seed game will be Clippers-Lakers. And they will have to beat the crap out of each other and knock one of them out in round one. I'll take the Lakers in that one if you want to put money on it right now. <laughs> but anyway, it, it's very interesting. And then don't count out those New Orleans Pelicans who are two games back of the playing uh, playing teams. Zion can make some noise maybe. Maybe, maybe. Uh, they're one or two players away. But in terms of, of the Western Conference right now in the NBA. I'm, I'm off I'm, Phoenix, baby. I love Phoenix. 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not touching it. Nope. I, I've said you can go on my Twitter and see my my twin Pete, uh, my twin Pete, twin my pin tweet. <laughs> what the heck? Words are coming out of your mouth. My my pin tweet from back in February was Nets Nuggets. That was before Jamal Murray's injury, but I still stand by Nets Nuggets. Nets and five in the NBA Finals. Mm. I, I'm still sticking with. It. I think Denver is playing just as good as they were without Murray, or with with Murray as they are without Murray. So you still think Denver's coming out of the West? I do. You think the Nets are coming out of the East? It's not a question of the Nets are coming out of the East. I'm telling you the Nets are coming out of the East. But are you assuming all three of their big boys are going to play? Okay, maybe I should put an asterisk against that. If one of them gets... Like, like if, if Harden doesn't play for the... For the uh, let's just say if one of them is out for like an extended period of time in the playoffs and, does, and doesn't play in a series... I'm still confident, but we need to talk. Like, we need to talk about who they're playing. If they're playing Milwaukee, that's dangerous. If they're playing Philly, I'll probably still take it. If they're playing other team, I'll probably still... If they're, Milwaukee's the big one. If they're missing a star, Milwaukee has the two stars to battle them. Yep. And I think Milwaukee gives them a good a good run for their money without the one star. If all three of them are healthy, they will be in the finals. It is not going to be close. I'm not, I'm not debating that. I just, I'm just I'm making... Just, I'm just putting asking. that out there as an asterisk. I'm telling you right now... Give me Phoenix and Utah, and I'm I'll put any amount of money down that one of those two are in the finals. Right now, Phoenix is just playing so good, so good. Like that, like Chris, Chris Paul, Paul is time. It's time. He's cementing his Hall of Fame legacy. Totally, and he deserves a championship. The boy needs a championship, and the back the back court of him and Devin Booker. It's it's fun to watch. Do you remember? Go, do you remember going to the Orlando Magic game? Probably two. Three, three seasons ago and we used to always go to the when we got tickets we would always go to like probably see bad teams like we would always see the hawks the pistons the suns because the suns were terrible yep because with that, that those are the games that we we're just seating was available and stuff well, because we shared season tickets right. with somebody who and we, we took the bad had, games we took we took the 10 bad games yeah and we would see that and we went to see i've only seen them play the suns once i think yeah and we saw a young Devin Booker, and we knew Devin Booker was good because he was good in college and he was drafted high, and like we knew he was good. But the Suns always sucked, so it was like irrelevant, and no one talked about them. Yep. And he balled out that game for like 40, 50 points, and I and we turned to each other and we said, "This guy might be the best unknown scorer in the NBA." He, he and he. It, just, I, re- I remember the game like it was yesterday. Yeah. He didn't miss. I think he went like something in the neighborhood of like nineteen for twenty-one. Like yeah. it was ridiculous. He's great. Look, I, this Phoenix team is fun to watch. I, now that Orlando's out, I've always told you that from the beginning of this season, I'm rooting for Phoenix in the West. Now I'm just rooting for Phoenix no matter what. <laughs> That's your team. Let's go. Phoenix Knicks, baby. Phoenix Knicks. Knicks, Knicks. That's right, man. Phoenix, my my Knicks. favorite thing ever. The only I'll be pissed if the Nets lose anything because of how much I've said on them. I will give anything for the Knicks to beat the Nets Will that just not be the best headline in NBA history for them to beat them in the playoffs? It, it would be it would be phenomenal. That would be so funny. Let it be written. Let it be yeah. done. <laughs> That's going to do it for today's episode. Make sure you share the podcast with your friends and your family if you enjoyed. Follow me on all socials. On Especially on TikTok, I'm posting daily sports content as well as answering all your fantasy football questions. If you leave me a comment, on any of my videos, I'll make a video responding to it. Uh, get me to a thousand followers. We're almost there by football season. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at 
the Sports Appeal podcast. My TikTok handle is Sports Appeal AJ. My Instagram is the Sports Appeal podcast. Follow me on all those. You can also listen to any other episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just search up the Sports Appeal. Also, you can go to my homepage, anchor.fm slash AJ-Teal to get to all the external links 